Why don't we get going? <laughs> Why don't we get going? Welcome to the Step Over podcast. And I'm joined by Jesse Porter McLennan, who I think for the first time after almost, I think we're up to almost 20 episodes of, of the Step Over. I'm going to call you my co-host for the day. Oh, Jesse, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. Um, you know, we've been trying to find time to chat and, you know, there's, uh, um, I think there's been a lot going on with Atleti the last two weeks. There's something to talk about. So we're going to have like an Atleti focused podcast and, and, uh, you know, there's been, there's the draft and last week there was the big day, the big six signings. And, uh, I think, I think we're just going to have a little chit chat about, uh, about that and get and get us caught up and and uh how we felt about what's happened the last two weeks yeah i think to say that there's been a lot that's hap- happened in the past couple of week or two is a bit of an understatement like there's been a lot and then there's been more and more and more so <laughs> there's definitely a lot to talk about that's for sure absolutely so the draft was on january 20th um where ottawa took jose de cunha from Cape Breton, as well as Julian Bruce from Montreal Carabins. Um, Jesse, what did you think about the, um, you know, like how that draft went and, and uh, you know, Atleti's two, two new potential players? Yeah, I think the draft went well. Um, a lot of the players that were chosen, I think they were deserving of being drafted. There was a lot of really good athletes in uh, the men's youth sports soccer this year. So, Everyone that was chosen, I think, is deserving of it. Um, I like that some of the teams also chose local to try and advocate for that. Um, and in terms of Ottawa, I mean, it's no doubt that Julien Bruce and Jose de Cunha are incredible picks. And there was somebody who was keeping an eye out for Atletico's needs, and they picked accordingly. And it's not a surprise to me that like the top three i guess you could say considering top four but two of these players were in the top teams of the country like both of them julien Bruce, his team won nationals and jose de cunha like i don't really exactly know what happened with cape Breton. they're usually a very very strong team i think this tournament uh, something just happened there they didn't end up in the finals this year because it usually they they're pretty sure they won in 2019 they have an incredible coach, as we all know. So they always do very well, and they always have very, very talented players. Um, but yeah, specific, specifically, I think, yeah, it's important that we have somebody for the back, Jose de Cunha. He's a tall guy, and he can get in there. I've, I've seen him play. I've seen highlights of him play, and he's an incredible player. And the thing like that I like about Julien Bruce the most is that not only like is he a great player and he attacks well and he takes advantage of his opportunities he's a team player and also his potential chemistry that he could have with Zakaria Bahu I think there's something special there and of course not everyone that's drafted potentially stays on the team but I don't know because they were good hopes because they were teammates right yeah, they played together for two, almost three seasons, um, two with CS Longay and then one, I think, uh, team in Laval. But uh, I remember Zakaria mentioning that Julien got injured. Um, but yeah, it seems like they're good friends. And I think that's a nice thing for Julien to going into it is that there's somebody there that he knows 
going into the training. It'll be more comfortable for him to integrate into the team a bit. So, yeah, I mean, both these players drafted would be great addition to the team. But I think with Julien and Zakaria, like, that can be something. That can be something special. That could be a... Something to look forward to. What do you think of it all? Well, yeah, like I was going to ask you, like you know, what you, th- you know, like what you think about about you know both these players' chances of of uh, you know actually like making the team because one of the things you know if you're on uh, you know the Ottawa soccer Discord or like if you're talking on like social media like you know our our draft picks last year, um, which were Reggie Lorea and um, Chris Malikos they they were drafted but they only got a little bit of time to train with the team and and just weren't kept on um but of course that was Ottawa's first drafts and you know there's kind of um you know there's an asterisk beside everything that happens during COVID so it's hard to say like it's hard to judge like okay like how is Ottawa going to treat the draft uh you know this year because you only had this like one this one weird year to to make any sort of judgment based off of and so maybe you didn't have anything to base it off of because of that um but i did notice like my feeling about the draft is that they especially with jose de cunha getting you know y'all felix to make the announcement of the number one overall pick to me that kind of says like okay well we're not not taking this seriously we you know we think that jose de cunha at least for sure has has a shot to make it and with Julian Bruce especially having um that potential connection with Zakaria um by the way you chatted with Zakaria is that how you say his name yeah okay yeah so we'll talk about that a little bit um that also makes me think that maybe that ups Julian's chances of making the team as well um you know just having that that you know already some chemistry built in when you know, this team is going to be pretty new to each other this year again. So having some chemistry kind of built in might really uh, work in Julian's favor. Like, what do you think? Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying. It's so true. And again, with the draft last year, like considering there was no season, it's kind of hard to really go off of how the Atletico approached the draft in the, in that year. Um, but in terms of, yeah, with the Julien and Jose, like, in terms of them and their potential of going onto the team, because often we see with drafts, not all of them will stay. They'll go, they'll train, we'll see how it goes. And if it doesn't work out, they'll go back to university and they'll try again another season or just the CPL didn't work out for them. But in terms with especially Judy and Bruce, um, I think if they really see something there between these two players and if they connect well and they know how each other play, I think that can play in Julien's favor very well. Um, But at the end of the day, I still think the coaches are really going to have a look at every aspect of the player, their work ethic, who they are as a person on top of their talent and skills that they have in soccer. Like it's about who the person is and how the team all gels together. Like you can have a team of 11 perfect soccer players that play all their positions perfectly but if they don't gel well with the team and they all don't gel together like they could lose every game you know no matter how good a player is on a team so I think it'll be about the first impressions they make with the coaches and showing that they really want this I think that's what's going to matter most because at the end of the day if for example I'm not saying this is true at all but like Julien 
it, he just doesn't seem like he's really wanting it, you know, then I'm sure the coaches and whoever's making these decisions will see that. But at the end of the day, I think if they want something enough and they show that they have the skills to play at this level now, they'll have a pretty good chance. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I see it. But at the end of the day, it really is about whether the professionals that are choosing, whether they stay on the team or not, see that they really want this and they really are ready and capable to start playing in the CBL because they're not going to draft people just because it looks good. You know what I mean? Like considering the Junier and Zach thing. So that's how I see it. Yeah. And like, I think that, I think they're going to have to prove that they're players who, who can make an impact while they're here. Um, Because I'm not sure if you, like if you notice this, but um, um, in the number of players you're allowed to have on the roster, these players, if, if they're signed to a development contract, they, they go back to school. Well, I'm not sure if these, like if both these guys, I think Bruce for sure will be going back to school. I don't know. I think Dacuna probably will as well. I think they both have like a few years of eligibility left. Um, but so how, you know, so part of the way through the season, they're going to be gone. So I don't think they're going to be kept on if, if the team doesn't think that they can make an impact while they're here. Um, because once they're gone, you know, they're going to have to fill those spots uh, or just be two men down for the rest of the season. Um, so they're going to have to show value and they're going to have to show it right away. Otherwise they're, they're just going back to school right away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's just so hard to say, cause they're both so young, right? So they still potentially want to have that education under their belt. Um, but you see players like Mateo, he's just going right into the professional contract and you never know, like these could be players that do want that. But like you said, it's very likely that it would be a situation where they want to go after, go back to school. So they'd like that type of contract. So yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like they'd have to really impress and really show that they can give something to the team and help them win and help them get to where they want to be in their goals in the time that they're playing, because again, their roles are going to have to be filled when they leave partway through the season. So I completely, that's a very important point to bring up. I completely agree. Um, Now, was there anything that, that uh, surprised you about the draft? I know we were talking before about, uh, um, you know, the fact that no Carlson players got, got drafted. Was that a big surprise to you? Yeah. I mean, two things surprised me the most one before we even get into Carlton is that you picked three people out of five that ended up in the draft. Look, Mr. Doing his research. That was pretty impressive, Josh. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> that was pretty although, impressive. Although, although my top like my top pick did not get picked, which really surprised me. But I know, and you were but I'll so take the confident three out of five. Three out of five it. ain't bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, <laughs> I'll take that. in terms of surprises, yeah. So specifically no one from Carlton got drafted and like sum it all up the way that I see it is in terms of Atletico not drafting somebody from Carlton initially it's like yes like why aren't you taking advantage of this opportunity really what Atletico in my opinion should have really been looking at is Matteo de Brienne that was something that's definitely something that should have been on their radar and they should have been in talks with him because he could have really made a difference for this team and really made a difference for the community and the fan base and even just the marketing base for Atletico. It could have been something that's really helpful. And I know the Matteo Dibblian situation is something that's been talked about a lot, but at the end of the day, that is something that should have been on their radar for sure. In terms for the draft picks themselves for Atletico, I think that they did their research and they picked players that catered to what the, they needed. So 
at the end of the day, it's upsetting that no one from Carlton was drafted. There's a lot of very talented players on that team, some of them who have had chances to play and have played or been drafted to the CPL already, like Gabby Batar and Dario Conte. So unfortunately, none of them were drafted and it's definitely upsetting because a lot of them are very talented and ready to play at this level. But again, when you're seeing other teams, you, like, yes, there's 16 picks, 16 total players that are going to the draft. But when you see some of the teams that did make picks in order to cater, not necessarily cater, but they did specifically look at local talent in order to try and have that relationship. It's like that's eliminating Carlton from being able to be picked for some of those situations, right? So at the end of the day, I think it, it is upsetting. They were second best team in the country. But another really important factor for Carlton's performance this year is hosting nationals and having that 12th player in the crowd. That has, I think, another huge effect on how they performed this year. So at the end of the day, it's a lot of them do deserve the chance to be drafted, but I think the teams did their research and made sure they were picking from the needs that they needed for the team, for the fan base and stuff like that. In terms of Atletico specifically, I think that what could have really helped them was just looking at Matteo Debrien more seriously and really trying to get him to come play for them as fostering that relationship between Carlton and Atletico better. Like we've seen from their statement, like they say that Carlton Atletico, they have a great, they have a mutual respect for each other and they are looking out for each other. I'm, I was very happy to see that um, at the end of the day, I'd just like to see this implemented more into the Atletico Soccer Association and the way that they do their draft. But at the end of the day, they made some terrific picks and they're, I can't really complain, you know? I, yeah, like, I, I think I'm 100% with you there. Um, and I know initially I was, um, like, I don't, I don't think I was ever really angry or upset that, that Ottawa didn't pick local, you know? um like that's not their job right like their job is to pick the the players that they the, that they want whether they're they're from Carlton or not and like there's no doubt there's you know the Carlton team is pretty stacked um but with only 16 picks and you know 162 players or whatever declared for the draft and a lot of those players are really quality I think it just showed um you know there's there's room for more like there should have been more rounds really just to see more of that talent get at least like another look at the pro level, at least in, in the immediacy. Um, in terms of Matteo de Brienne, uh, like he, like he was always going to be the number one um, pick from Carlton if anyone was going to be picked. And I think maybe that just shows a little bit of Atletico, maybe their night, their, their naivety in not having any conversation with him ahead of the draft. I think that they just thought, oh, well, he's going to be available. I do honestly think that they were going to pick him. I think it would have been hard not to, but, you know, they didn't talk with him before. And, um, you know, in your chat with him, um, you know, it sounded like there's no contact with them. So Feller jumped and I think they're going to reap the benefits of that this year. Like we're going to see, um, you know, he signed pro, I guess he's not going back to Carlton. He's, he's going to have a full pro season. And realistically, like when you only have 16 picks across the whole draft, um, there is probably realistically only three or four guys on Carlton who 
like of the 13 that declared who who had a legitimate shot at getting drafted and you know it just so happened that teams picked other other players and that doesn't like i don't think that reflects their quality i think it just reflects the quality of the of the of the draft class overall yeah like i wasn't surprised that no one from carlton got picked um i was a little, like a little disappointed but at the same time i think we got two really great players and i think it's important to know that um you know just because no one from carlton got picked that doesn't mean those players aren't going to get a shot. Um, like I think of the players that that declared quite a few are going to get a look at the CPL um, in the future or, um, or at least in a pro league somewhere. Um, and I think it's important to remember that like a lot of these players play for OSU, which has a very tight relationship with Atletico. You know, they were the first member of, of the, of the power by Atletico program. Um, so it's not like these players are going to drop off the radar. Um, and, you know, you got to think that guy, that guy is like, uh, you know, Gabby Batar. He's he's going to be on people's radar. He's probably going to turn pro somewhere. Um, Dario Conte, uh, he was in the Furious Academy. He he played a, a game or two with them. Like he's been on people's radar for a long time. He's going to get a look somewhere. Um, you know, there's there's guys I'm sure will trial. And I'm sure I'm quite sure uh, at some point we'll see some of them at least trialing or training with Atleti. Um, they just didn't get drafted. So, you know, I, and I don't think that's a, I don't think that's like a world is falling type situation, you know? No, completely. Um, and yeah, I think one important thing about Carlton that sets them apart from others is that one, they have Kwesi Loney, who is a fantastic coach. Unbelievable. Who helps them get to the way that he plays the game. He plays, the way he has them play the game has a lot to do with it and another thing that I mean my personal opinion is that it's a very well-rounded team and it's hard to stand out if you know what I mean Matteo de Brienne obviously stood out he's Matteo de Brienne like we we can just get over it he's just (laughs) he's amazing but at the end of the day a lot of these players stood out and they all played very well so it was it was a hard team to stand out in, in my opinion, because they're just such a well-rounded team and they really play and work together as a team. Absolutely. Um, now, something that uh, happened a bit more recently, so last week, um, was the big day uh, where Ottawa signed six new players. Um, so they signed, uh, so I'll go through the list of players that they signed. They signed Ollie Bassett, McDonald Neba, Nathan Ingham, Kevin Ailman, Zakaria Bau, and Maxime Tissot. Um, like what were your thoughts on just like on on just that day? Like like did you like that having like having six players one every hour announced? Yeah, I think it made it a lot more exciting for people to have it one an hour. You have something to look forward to every hour. You know, you you go throughout your day and then you're like, okay, wake up this player. Okay, I'll have my breakfast coffee. Oh, okay, this player. And then you know, it just was something to look forward to um, throughout the day. And yeah, it was a very interesting way to do it. Um, I think there's definitely a reason behind it. It kept people engaged, it kept people online, kept people talking about it because you wanted to, people wanted to have a say on every single pick. Um, And some people did wait to talk about it by the end, but a lot of people were trying to give in their two cents for every player every hour. Um, But yeah, no, I really liked uh, the signings, I think. It was very exciting and I'm very excited to see what they have to bring to the table. And it was a very interesting way they kind of went about picking the players. 
in my I opinion. I liked it. Yeah. Like, you know, I know this isn't how like hockey works, but it, but you know, can you imagine the Sens announcing six new players, like, like one every hour in one day, the city was, would lose its mind. I think it was a cool way just to um, like, Hey, good on them for, um, for keeping a wrap on, on, on who is getting signed. Like, I think they did a really good job of like keeping, you know, keeping everyone kind of out of the loop until the last minute. Uh, I think one player got leaked a little bit ahead of their announcement, but, but everyone else um, were kind of surprises. You actually chatted with one of them, Zakaria Bau. Um, like, what was your impressions of him? Yeah. So after the draft, like I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to one of these players. And right away, like, I don't know, Zakaria Bau, I was just like, I want to talk to this guy. Like, this guy is, he pulls my attention from all the stuff I've been reading about all the players. I was like, this guy is different, special. And he'd never played in the CPL. So I was like, okay, like, how was he? I was considered a little bit confused why he wasn't in the draft list. And then I was like, oh, it's because he played in the college stream of things this is a bit of a interesting so in terms of Zakaria and my talk with him is like I think uh from what I've seen him play in highlight tapes and stuff like that he knows what he's doing on the ball he it was interesting because I asked him what uh he's going to bring to the game what his uh way of playing is type of thing and he was like you know like I could give you an idea but I'm really just an in the moment type of player like everything that I do every way that I play is like it happens in the moment and I'm very instinctual right in that moment on how what I do in those situations so it was very interesting and he seems like a very down-to-earth guy and very excited to play for Atletico so yeah I I have very good impressions talking to him and I have very very good intuition about how he'll add and play for Atletico and he's on a on a um I believe a two-year deal plus plus an option for another um and i really like that about um um i think most of the players actually were on multi-year deals um and first off i just really like that like like knowing uh you know what are these contract lengths um and knowing how long they'll be here so you know we know that for 2023 we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of like we know that we're gonna see some of these players returning again um and also for a guy like Zakaria Bau, he's got so much potential by the looks of things. And, you know, he's he's been playing in the PLSQ, I believe, since he was 15. So against against men uh, and holding his own, um, you know, he's got like that's sort of what this league is for is players like that with, you know, sell on potential, um, you know, to to help make make teams like Ottawa profitable, you know, you know, if you sign him uh pay him whatever you're paying him and you know sell him for a few hundred grand maybe in 2023 or even 2024 like you've that's a lot of your salary that's that that this yeah. one is uh is uh paying for um so i um like i think that was a you know that was a great signing um was there like one player of those six that kind of stands out to you as as um either being maybe the most exciting uh player of of those six um or like who you're most excited about or the most important um yeah i mean they're all important they all play a role that is going to be important to atletico's style of playing in the games this coming season but i mean i think 
McDonald Neba was one that very much excited me mm -hmm. because I've watched many different levels of soccer. And one thing that wins you games predominantly in soccer, we all know this is defense and having a tall, strong center back. I'm hoping that he's playing center back, but even just in the defensive line in general, he's going to perform so well. And just like having the height, it's like such an advantage that obviously is talked about, but I don't even know if it's talked about enough. And I think it will work very well in Atletico's advantage there. And hopefully um, it helps us out in that sense. I think other than Zakaria um, being, he was just exciting, was really on my radar. And then I was like, whoa, this is going to be great. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, Atletico needs to step it up with their defense a little bit. And this player, I think it help a lot. Yeah. Like they were like, you know, they were all like high quality signings. Like, um, you know, there's not one on the, um, you know, there's not one on that list of six who, who, um, you know, is any kind of slouch or anything like that. You know, um, like I think Ali Bass is going to play a big role. Um, McDonald Neba, um, you know, like you said, he's, he's um like i think he's gonna play a huge role like there's um they're saying that there's other teams that are trying to sign him who think he's going to be maybe a top maybe the top defenseman by the end of the season in the cpl nathan ingham obviously locking in that number one goalie for the season huge kevin aylman seems to be um you know kind of that like he's going to get a lot of minutes playing in that midfield like a very creative player zakari bau obviously we talked about lots of potential. Max Tissot, I think, as long as he can stay healthy, because he's had injury problems in the past. Um, but like he's a, he's going to appeal to, um, you know, the French fan base as well, um, which I think I think you really need, uh, you know, some some francophone players in Ottawa. Um, Definitely. Uh, you know, um, I think that's that's just important to have that kind of representation. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, at his at his age, this might be his last team is kind of my thinking. And um, if he, but like, if he, like if he can stay healthy, he's going to, like, he's going to provide leadership. And, and like when he's healthy, he still performs. He's still a very good player. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this question and I think, like, I think Nathan Ingham for me is probably the most important because yeah. Dylan Powell. I mean, yeah. Having an important sorry, go, yeah, keeper is like one of the most important things in a team like we can see it with team canada like that goalie kept them in their game you know so super boy on yeah exactly <laughs> so i think securing a very good starting goalkeeper was a very important thing for atletico um and then yeah i just wanted to touch on quickly what you had said about having um players that uh cater to a french fan base is like that atletico has completely been doing that we have zakaria Baou, so and then also Julien Bruce. Like you can see that they're doing that. Like it's not even a secret. I can see it. And maybe other people can't see it. You can see it. I can see it. But yeah, I think it's also another really um important thing that they need to do. And that's something they are doing. So I think that's very good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, so I was gonna say about uh, you know, so actually just a few um like an hour ago, Dylan Powley announced uh that he that he's retiring um you know and, but he played such an important role last year he became such a fan favorite um and like he really proved that you know like he proved his quality at 
at the CPL level. Um, but he's decided to move on and, uh, and, you know, we just want to congratulate him on a, on a fantastic career. He should be really proud of that. Um, but yeah, without having that starting goal anymore, that I think that was such an important thing to lock, to lock in. And Nathan Ingham, he's, he's a proven guy. He doesn't have to prove himself at this level. He's already proven it. Um, like we know that he's a top goalkeeper in this league and, and now he's ours. Um, and I'm really excited by him. Like, um, he, like when I watch his highlights, he reminds me so much of Romuald Pizer, who used to play for the Fury, um, who, in my opinion, is probably the best keeper in Ottawa club soccer in like in our city's history. Um, like his command of the box is phenomenal and we will hear him all over the stadium. I'm sure um, he's not shy and he's, he's going to make some big stops for us. And I think he's, he's going to be uh, um, seen as probably our most important signing of that day. Um, I think we're going to wrap things up, Jesse, this has been really fun. Um, I got one more question for you. Um, like what would you like to see announced next from Ottawa? Like, do you want to see some more players announced? Do you want to see a coach mascot? There's so many things. Should we have a mascot actually, Jesse? Should we, like, like, let's put a pin on the player or coach. Should we have a mascot? We don't have a mascot. I don't know. I think, uh, Brandon and you Eddie like play a pretty good role as a mascot. That's with the true. Megaphones. That's true. I mean, I guess they with could the add. Yeah, I guess they could add like a potential mascot. They could do some like dances and stuff like that. I think at the end of the day, the CPL is really trying to keep a very professional rap on the CPL in translation to the other professional leagues. So they're trying not to have too much of, you know, commercial things integrated into it. But yeah, I don't know. But, like, but I, I think everyone else has a has a mascot, don't they? Yeah, but or- it's because it's Atletico Madrid, right? That's true. That's true. I think that's why they, they're trying to keep it unlike that. But I don't know. Like, a mascot could add something, especially for, like, the kids and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's a good question. I haven't like really Aleti- thought like, about it. Like, Atletico Madrid, they have a mascot. But Atletico Ottawa, we don't have one. Interesting. Yeah. Do you Very like mascots? I don't know. I don't I don't love them. I don't, I don't hate them either. They don't change <laughs> things for me, you know? Like Green Bay Packers is like my favorite like professional mm-hmm. team, and it's just like there's not much of a mascot. I don't even think they have a mascot. And if I they did, just, I wouldn't it's notice. Just like a block of cheese, isn't it? It probably is just a block <laughs> of cheese that just like sits there in, in the corner of the field. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think the idea of it is like the fan base is the mascot, you know, and that's what they want. They want a loud crowd. You, I saw the Canada game. You see the crowds there from the men's team. Like that's, that's mascot enough. You the know, fan Even base more. is the mascot. Should yeah. we trademark that? I like that. Should we trademark that? I think we might have to trademark the, <laughs> the fan base is the mascot. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah I, I do. That's, that's just fantastic. Kind of how I see it. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of that actually um okay well my original question okay so would you like to see a coach announced next or do you want to see uh some more players to kind of flesh out this lineup okay so there's two things that i want to see announced one super serious one i'm serious about i don't see it happening one is a coach i really would like to see a coach be announced this is so important because 
once you get to know coach, then you can kind of get a better idea of how this team is going to play and how it's going to work. And the fact that there's no coach just leaves so many, so much ifs out there. And I don't like ifs. And then the other thing I would like to see announced is um, a new PA announcer for Atletico. Um, oh, interesting. You know, I think someone you know who someone? goes by the name of Jesse Porter McLennan would really I've heard add to the atmosphere of Atletico games. And I think it would be a great asset for the team. Um, so those hmm. are two things um, I'm hoping to see announced. Um, I don't know who this person is, but I've heard she she really <laughs> practices her like pronunciations. Uh, so she gets all the names like just perfectly. Uh, I, I've heard some she really does. Good... She does. Yeah. And I am really advocating for her because she is very set on this goal. So get it out there. Atletico Ottawa wants to see Jesse Porter McLennan as PA announcer. That's very, okay. That's very interesting. That's, that's a very interesting take. I know. No, of course, this is no offense to whoever is the uh, current PA no. for the Athletic Ottawa games. No. I, uh, I I apologize. I don't know who who that is. I'm sure they're they're absolutely lovely and they and they do a good job. Um, but uh, on this podcast, we are uh, JPM fans. So it's just a young girl trying to pursue her dreams. It's not trying to hurt anyone in the process. Just 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 trying to live her dreams. <laughs> <laughs> for the record i like to see a coach let's let's just let's just get a coach and get that over with i yeah. uh um i know on the uh like on on the podcast accounts um i had heard that a coach has been has been chosen and just and uh and wasn't going to be announced um no sorry there weren't going to be any player announcements until the coach was announced and that ended up not being true so i put that out and uh it wasn't it wasn't 100 accurate but it's what I heard, so yeah. from sources, and that wasn't hundred percent right. So I would like to see a coach, and uh, and yeah, if we can get if we can get Jesse Porter McLennan uh, on that PA system, all the better to pronounce the name of the new coach correctly. Yeah, exactly, exactly, done. done. All right, well that's uh, that's it for for this episode of the Step Over Podcast, Jesse. Thanks for being my first co-host in Step Over History. It's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure for me too. Anytime. Bring me back whenever you'd like. Talk about anything. I enjoy these podcasts and these conversations, and I hope others do as well. Absolutely. So for those listening, um, you can follow us at the Step Over Podcast. Um, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. We'll see you.